comfort zone is really good and it has been my biggest enemy because I'm like, I'm a doctor. I, you know, I help people every day and I do love what I do. Um, like I said, I don't dread Monday morning. So that's how I know I'm doing the right thing. But in my, in, in my mission becoming almost bigger than me of saying what I do one-on-one in my office with my patients, it's not enough. Like mental health is too big of a problem. We've now more than ever, and I think that's actually one of the COVID gifts is that I think it's given for me a little bit more permission for people to talk about the needs that we have for mental health. Welcome to the With Sayada podcast, brought to you by the Centre for Belonging and Understanding. The podcast that brings to you stories of lived experience that you might not otherwise encounter. This is a podcast that encourages you to cultivate belonging and understand others. I'm your host, author and coach Sayada Zaidi, and every episode I'll be asking a new guest to share their story. Dr. Joanne Sotelo is a psychiatrist and a certified high-performance coach based in Austin, Texas, in America. She's also completed training in physician wellness and burnout prevention. One of Joanne's dreams is to serve at a bigger scale with mental health awareness and prevention. Joanne incorporates the tools and skills that she has learned in her own personal growth leadership of her team and patients that she serves and brings all of that to you in the work that she does. Um, and, and we met at a Brendan event, right? Like, it's, yes. you know, and so I'm just really, really pleased to introduce jo- Joanne Sotelo to you. She is a psychologist and actually one of my favorite psychologists and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world even though we've only met a couple of times, because the thing is, is that when we have met, our connection and our interactions have been really deep. And I think that's really quite important for me in that sometimes you meet people on your journey and you only connect with them once, but they have quite a profound, deep impact on you. And you are one of those people for me. So hello, Joanne. (laughs) Hi, hi. Yes, and I'm so excited, like genuinely excited. Like I, I was serious and saying like, oh, it feels like I'm going to go visit an old friend I haven't seen in a long time. So this is really neat. Yes, yeah, thank you absolutely. for the invitation. It's wonderful for me and yes. and hopefully for the listeners as well. So so there are so many different angles that, that we could take this conversation. And given that, you know, we're recording in... 2021 and the pandemic and so many other kind of complications um, and challenges that have come up in life and the work that you do. I I would love to hear what are the few advices that, that you have for people in terms of transitioning through some of the challenges that they may have faced in the past to kind of um, being uh, optimistic or just being able to look forward Yes, and, and that's a, a big question. And in my practice, and I'm actually a physician, a psychiatrist, but I do practice a lot of the, the psychotherapy part. So I'm able to kind of see the medical aspect of it as well as more of like that 
psychological aspect of it. So I've seen in this last almost year and a half, right? It seems like we've had waves and not just of the pandemic and COVID, but kind of waves of how people are dealing with this, right? Like we went from this shock of, oh my God, what's going on? A little bit of denial and then fear, horrible fear, right? And the fear has remained somehow. And then it, it seems like people got into really good kind of action, right? Like <clears throat> I'm gonna take care of myself. I'm gonna take care of my people. How can we help each other? And that went on for a while and then came the fatigue, right? Like that, you know, like we called it like the pandemic fatigue. And then people just saying, said like, okay, I'm tired of this. How long? This is the government, right? All the things that we started to hear. But it seems like then eventually people felt like, I think that um, kind of acceptance of this is, the way things are now. And I don't like to say necessarily like the new normal or get, get back to our previous normal. It's just change, right? Like we are in constant change and every now and then we get a push and it's kind of a bigger change. Um, so I think people have, for the most part, have been able to then adjust and, and get into a good sense of we need to keep on moving forward. How can we make the best out of this? And that's probably one of the biggest recommendations that I have is we have the ability to control our thoughts. We cannot change the circumstances, right? So it's going on. We might be in a different wave right now, right? And, and we might not like things. It's been, a lot of people have lost their jobs, have lost relatives, have been sick. Um, so those are things that are going on, but we have the ability to choose how we are going to think about it. And it's mm -hmm. not saying that we'll go to the extreme opposite of like, oh, we're always happy and things are perfect, but we can, we can just shift it a little bit of, okay, I, you know, I have to be careful again, that travel that I had scheduled, I might need to change it to another time. How can I just make the best out of that? And how can I think of that differently? And always looking for that silver lining. And I'm, I'm all pro, let's make it very positive, but it's not even about that. Sometimes the alternate thought can still be a difficult one, but it could be like, and I'm gonna figure it out. This is difficult, but I have the tools to keep on moving forward, right? And from there, we'll feel different and it'll take us out of maybe that whirlwind that we sometimes get ourselves into. And if we feel even a tad bit better, our decisions are gonna be different. And our level of awareness and our intention is gonna be different, right? So that's kind of a, a long answer to, to one recommendation and just be mindful of your thoughts and know that that's like a really good tool that, that we have there. Um, it's, it's also, and I think that this is probably um, what I've been saying the most lately, is that we've been hearing so much, stay away from people, right? Like mm. all of a sudden people are dangerous, right? And, and we've heard it enough that our brain probably already ingrained that. And it's right, like we have to remind ourselves, yes, we have to be careful, like we should be careful all the time, but we need to get back to that good 
eye to eye, our good connection, our good, literally, and I'm from Puerto Rico, so we hug and we kiss, right? So maybe you don't have to do that much, but I think the power of that social connection and love and how that feeds our brain and our heart. So I think that's, you know, what I would be focusing on the most at this level mm. of it. And, and always thinking, you know, I, I can figure this out. It's difficult, but I can move forward. Mm. And, I, and I love what you're saying about the kind of um, human physical connection, because actually energetically, I think there's something missing. I mean, I, I think, you know, the online platform, the, the way that we've been able to connect virtually has just been a godsend for us through, you know, the, the experiences that we've had. But it's not everything. And there is something that is missing. And I think that kind of being in a space physically with somebody and then feeling being able to kind of feel what their energy is like is the thing that we need. Um, and of course, then there's all that other stuff about, you know, just touching and hugging and things. And and I look back to, you know, even when the kids were born, at the, at the at my kids were born at the time, we didn't know enough about the research behind, you know, skin to skin contact. And, and now it's just so prominent. And so that that thing about the hugs and and just, you know, really meeting people in a different way is just so, so significant. Yes, no. And again, I, I love that. I, I think that's probably one of the things that I miss the most because, because again, I'm a hugger. So I'll be like, I'm just going to touch her back. It's okay. <laughs> right. Just to have at least some kind of physical connection. And actually, mm -hmm. we know all the good brain connections that happen instantaneously when we are, when we miss that. And, you know, loneliness and isolation hurts. Like they physically hurt. And it's, kind of really quickly get to into that almost sense of depression because that's our survival brain reminding you you're you survive better with people right and even though we don't live in caves now and we don't have to protect ourselves that way we know that still physiologically brain wise we work we we have better life really health wise when we connect with others so really and, I, and I re yeah I mean I really really love what you're just saying now because I think you know human beings were not created to be by themselves and to live in isolation but I think that sometimes society kind of says to us you know you've got to be able to survive by yourself and and be independent and all of these other things and all of that stuff is good but it doesn't mean you become a hermit you know, yes. we still need strong relationships, both locally and globally. Yes, totally. And and you can live by yourself and still have the good connections, right? It's because it's more about quality. I have I know people who have lived with other people and they still feel lonely, right? So it's not about the actual presence, even though that does help. It's more about that quality, kind of like what you were saying earlier. Um, you know, and I want to to give you a little tangent here because I don't want to miss the opportunity to say this because you know like I I like to think of my life and right like for everybody it's we're all making decisions all day long and and some are conscious some are very unconscious and we're changing and then there's times in our lives that we make 
big decisions that we are aware of, right? Like changing jobs, getting married, moving. And then there's times that we make decisions that we don't know how important they are going to be. And I have to tell you, you are part of a really big decision I made that I did not know how important it was because it was in that conference, you know, and I was with, with my friend, um, Ruti, that you know too, and you guys were in that panel and there were a few other people in that conference and we just, we were so drawn to you. And we said, we have to go to the front to meet her. And all we wanted to do was meet you and hug you. It's like you said, like it, it was like that deep um, connection. And even though, you know, I, I see you sort of monthly at the Zoom calls and all that, um, like it's always happy when, when I see you, but you know, the decision to join Brendan's mastermind was so like you were such a big part of that. And I thought I'm just signing up for this more expensive thing and I don't know what's going to happen, but it has changed my life and wow. the decisions that I've made kind of in the shifts and how much I'm tapping into my bigger mission and my dream. A lot of it stems from hearing you talk with passion and then joining the mastermind. So anyway, I don't want to miss the opportunity to say that because it is for real, very important. You have no idea. Thank you so much, Joanne. You're like, you're yeah. proper embarrassing me. <laughs> no, yeah, we, I, I say that with love. Oh, thank you. And 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 I, I'm really, really happy to hear that. And I think what, what you've done in, in sharing that is, is emphasised the significance of one conversation and how just really being present and treating people as you would want to be treated enables one to have impact. Um, and, and I think that's, it's in some ways, it's something that is kind of lost because we just assume that we can meet so many people all the time. And um, for me, I think there's just something really special about kind of like one-to-one -one interactions with people and and having deep meaningful conversations with them which is why I, I'm so glad that you that you agreed to do this and and so pleased as well that that we did have that conversation way back when you know? yes and it's also a reminder that we never know who is hearing our message right like I um you know like I have this big mission of bringing mental health awareness and prevention and you know, I'm trying to apply it into going into that, the coaching and all of that, bringing my years, 20 plus years as a psychiatrist into it. And sometimes I get into that negative mood because I'm working. So this is kind of something that I'm doing on the side that I'm like, oh, you know, why show up? Why do a little video? Why post? And then every now and then I get this direct message from mm. someone and I'm just doing very locally like organically with the people I have on my Facebook and every now and then I'll get a DM of someone saying please keep on doing what you're doing you you have no idea how you've helped me like I or right like oh that was such a good message I really needed that today so and we don't have to be super professionals and have all the titles to be a role model and to inspire, right? So that's that's a good reminder that, you know, we and, and I love that word presence. Um, that's one of the things I've been working on the most because 
again, we never know who needs us in that moment and, and what we need as well. We don't always know. So mm. good reminder there. Yeah. And, you know, and you're, you're reminding me, actually, that, that sometimes the message that, that we share with others and the little snippets that we make actually is as important for us to hear that message and to be able to say it out loud as it is for the people that are receiving it. And um, I always kind of like the idea of when you're pointing the finger once at somebody, you're pointing three back at yourself. And I think when we have that reminder and we look at the work that we're doing with a slightly different perspective, it, it very much is, you know, you also need that message, you know. So and, and what a gift, actually, that people are acknowledging the work that you're doing and sending you those those messages, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs or people who are starting in transition or, or, or something will be listening to this and thinking, well, it's OK, you know, jo Joanne gets messages, Sayida gets messages, but sometimes you don't. And it's just about still remaining consistent and still doing that work because there are people, you may get one message for every hundred or so people who are thinking that they want to send you something, but don't because they're too shy or, or too scared or just aren't ready, you know? Yes. So important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank you for what you're doing too. It's oh. so important. Thank you. I would love to know what makes you feel inspired yeah, that's such a beautiful question. And I love that word of, of in, inspiration and, and inspire and, and being inspiring, you know, and, and sometimes when we hear that question, we think big, right? Like are the people that are our role models or the people then, you know, like Tony Robbins and things like that, or like we talk about Brendan Bouchard all the time. Um, but I, I am inspired a lot in how people get back up like if, mm. if you fall and you get back up there's so much strength and power in that and it could be something really big like someone after the loss of a loved one or a big life transition and kind of moving forward or it could be kind of like a little thing of the perseverance and kind of finding that that strength within that we all have because that's and again, that's, that's a, a reminder that I need all the time of the, the pushing forward. So I, I love getting inspiration like that, you know, and um, I love, I do CrossFit and, and I love to, to work out. And I use all those analogies too of, of life, right? Like the working out and in life. So I love the, I'm scared of doing. My cat needs to be let out. So you carry on talking. I'm going to let my cat out and then I'm going to come back. Hold on. Yeah, no problem. Um, no, but I love the, you know, like if we're, we're going to do a heavy lift and, and we try and we can't and we just drop it, right? And, and then the two things, the trying it again, like I can do it, let me try again. Or, and also the knowing that I'm not going to try it again and that I am okay with the fail because I still made myself stronger. Like I like finding inspiration in those, those little things. Um, my youngest son, who's 12, since he was very young, he was one who was always very independent and he, you would see him try over and over and over whatever it was that he wanted to do. It could be literally like climb a wall. 
It's hilarious. And you would see him and you would, you know, or, or sometimes or like tying his shoe and you would say like, do you need help? And he said, no. And he would just work so hard. Wow. I, that's inspiring to me, right? Like things like that are inspiring to me and, and they just, they fuel me to move forward. Mm. And you're, you're also in David King's world, aren't you? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a small world. Yes. That's so funny. Isn't it? Because yes. because I remember like looking at my social media feed and I was like, how comes Joanne knows David? And I just thought, gosh, it really, really is such a small. And for those who don't know, David King is kind of like, you know, he does um, uh, personal development and fitness and ties it all together in his just a really, really genuine, sincere guy. Although you may have got to meet him. I haven't because I'm in, in the UK. <laughs> yes. So he actually does not live far from me. And I've known him for about 10 years. And talk about no. the people who are important in our lives. Yeah, because he's, he's a constant. I tell him, I love you and I hate you sometimes, but you're always in my life. You're you're part of my life. So I've, yes, so he's, you know, health and nutrition. And, and he's had like a parallel journey of personal development and growth, you know, and talking about, it's funny that we're talking about this because talking about how you inspired me and, and it changed. So I kept on telling him, you have to go to a Tony Robbins conference. You have to talk. Go. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. When we were, when we could do it in person. And then when they came, when, because he's been doing them, obviously, um, on virtual, I sent him a link one day, like, hey, there's a, you know, like, I'm going to plan this thing. And he did and. And he did, it was the Unleash the Power Within, the UPW, that there's, I don't know how many, thousands and thousands and thousands. And he was picked to talk with Tony I Robbins. I saw that. So, and he sent me the most beautiful message afterwards of oh. how that, how grateful he was that I sent him that link because that conference changed his life. Anyway, isn't that just so amazing right how it comes around yes absolutely and he's one of the people that I want to try and kind of get onto the podcast at some point in the future so I'm planting that seed here but what's really really powerful about what you've said is that someone can show you you know you'll receive links someone will recommend a book or tell you to do a course or something and and that's one half of it the next piece is the follow-through no. And if people don't receive the information and do the follow through, they just kind of go round and round in circles again. So my, my question is, if someone is kind of getting similar messages from a lot of people or they know that they want to do something to to shift their life in a different direction, then what can they do to kind of go into that discomfort of the follow through? Yes, and, and I'll, I'll do a little bit of projection in answering that question because, um, like I say, my comfort zone is really good and it has been my biggest enemy because I'm like, I'm a doctor, I, you know, I help people every day and I do love what I do. Um, like I said, I don't dread Monday morning, so that's how I know I'm doing the right thing, but in my, in, in, my mission becoming almost bigger than me of saying what I do one-on-one in my office with my patients, is not enough. Like mental health, it's too big of a problem. We've now more than ever. And I think that's actually one of the COVID gifts is that I think it's given for me, 
a little bit more permission for people to talk about the needs that we have for mental health. So, but it's a lot of work, mm. right? And, and in trying to say, okay, how do I want to show up for that? And, and then also thinking about it, like, can I even make it a business, right? It's, it's not all altruistic, even though a lot of it comes from my heart and I've done it since I was a teenager. So I know it's, it's a real thing. Um, but to answer your question, I think if we get, and we hear that all, hear this a lot, if we define the why powerfully of why we want to do this, not the how, not the when, but the why, if it's something that moves you and it's bigger than you, that by itself will push you and will allow you to stay consistent even when you don't want to, mm-hmm. right? And, and I, I talking about the weekend, I use the analogy of working out and, or losing weight all the time, right? So if you want to lose weight, and, and again, this is, diff, it could be different for different people, but if you're saying, oh, just because I want to look better, that might be the super big why for some people, but it might be very different than the, um, I'm older, I have grandkids, and my body doesn't move as well. And I want to be able to sit down and play with them. Mm-hmm. I need to be healthier and lose weight, right? For that person, that for that person, probably that will be a way bigger why than, oh, I just, it's the summer and I want to mm-hmm. be in a bikini, right? So it's, it's things like that. So for me, the why of, I don't, I don't, it, it, every time I hear someone committed suicide right like in could there have been a message that person could have heard that maybe held him back or her her, held her back and if if you're a mom and you're struggling and my message can help you get a little bit more energy so that you can show up differently for your kids right or or you can show up you know stronger and with a brighter mood for for your team so that why if when I'm like, why am I doing this? And again, I'm, I'm helping people oh, as a psychiatrist, but mm. it, 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 it suddenly didn't feel like it was enough. Um, mm. So, so I think for people, it's the reminder and, and they might have a big why and all they might need to do is remind themselves of the big why, mm. right? So write it down, write it down every day, have visual reminders of it as well. Talk to people get that good influence of people on your side. Um, and 100%. then having little, little, I also like to think of having the little steps that are easier to mm. do. That's probably more of a practical um, advice of them saying, okay, what is the one thing that I can commit to that I can start tomorrow and keep consistently that, that the right little next step, or like, if, mm. like, you know, we, we hear a lot about habits and, like the think of that tiny thing that you can do that would be probably a more practical advice yeah Mm. and it's really good actually because what you're describing in some ways is the the process that I wrote the book results the art and science of getting it done but also the process that is in there to tell people how you take your kind of like crazy big outrageous projects and turn them into a reality um and what I've realized is that sometimes people get caught up in the detail of the next step 
and they forget the purpose or the the objective or the why. And sometimes people get caught up in the why, in the purpose, and don't know the details. And I've been in both places, and it's just really interesting at this particular moment in time because I'm I'm wrapping up the writing of my thesis uh, for my doctorate, and and every now and then I'm like, you know, I don't I don't even need to submit it. I've got all of my learning, and then I remember, but I need to submit it because I do want to get the doctorate because of the other things it will lead to. And so it's like I'm describing a parallel thing of of knowing what the small steps is, but also knowing how it fits in with a bigger picture. And if either of one of those missing, and this is what I really heard from you, if either one of those is missing, you kind of like at a bit of a standstill, really. Yes, and and we all go through those waves, right? And it's okay to pause. And and this is a reminder I have to give myself sometimes of, it's okay, you can like pause and recharge and use that recharge to, to get back in, into your, your creativity. Um, and, and, and to know, you know, like the word motivation, it's a very transient thing. Like we cannot wait until motivation hits because it might not. There are some things that are important enough that we just have to figure out how to get into our schedule, even if it's a little bit of a time. Mm. And that by itself will build the momentum that'll carry you through, which is different than motivation. I mean, if you have the motivation, great. And if you if you can, you know, create more of it, that's that's like a sprinkle on top of it. But it's for me at least, it's that the consistency that builds the momentum. Mm. And I had a a mentor who said, if you want to su- be successful, lower your expectations. And he was talking to a group of doctors and we're like, what? And, you know, all high achievers, like that thing of done is better than perfect. Don't tell that to a doctor. I'm like, what do you mean? Um, and, and then he's like, yes, because if you guys aim too high, which is great, but you can, but you, you have to think of that. You'll never next begin. Step. Yeah. Yes, no, exactly. And, and I've been stuck in analysis paralysis plenty. And I, that's something that I've learned to then say success built on success. And I, I don't mean success like in a big thing. It's the, I went for a 10 minute walk today. Check, that's success, right? And tomorrow I can do that again versus the, if I set myself, I'm just going to run three miles really fast. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, no way. Right, so it, that, that's what he meant, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's even like how I did this podcast because I've been speaking for like, you know, what seems like my whole life, but is really five years. Just saying I want to do a podcast and not doing anything. And then some of the key things that were just holding me back, like what am I going to call it? What is it going to be about? Well, I don't know. I just thought, you know, take one small step. And all of a sudden that one small step has just turned into something that is just so amazing. But here's the really significant thing about that. It, for me, it feels really amazing. And it's a huge honor to speak to wonderful people like yourself. But also, it just seems really natural and easy. And I never anticipated that. I just thought it was going to be such hard work. Yes. Oh, I love that. You know, and, you know, and I, and I talk a lot about burnout um, and I started thinking about it and how I could help my community in, in, in the health field. Um, but then of course, burnout, it, it's a thing that, um, that we all struggle with. And one thing that helped me actually added work, but it was work that I loved. And a friend of mine, um, uh, Trina Dora, she's a physician who works with me. 
we created a, a, a program, a coaching program, very elaborate 12 week program for our doctors and our nurses at the place that we work with. And actually we combined the burnout training, life coaching, mm-hmm. and then some of the high performance coaching that we, that I learned from Brenda Bouchard. Um, and I, it's a lot of time and effort, but I love it. It's, I feel so recharged afterwards. And it's, it's, it's what you're saying. It's the reminder of like, oh, this is what <laughs> I need to be doing more of. And sometimes we have to jump in the water to figure out how it feels. And that can propel us so much or the opposite can happen. And that's okay. You can think that there's something that you really, really want to do. And then you try it and you're like, this is, this is not it's giving not the, me. me that good return of investment. And then you, it's okay to then say, you know, I, I, I'm proud that I tried. I'm proud that I put in the effort. I am going to use what I learned, right? It's not a fail. We're learning into something else. But yeah, but I, I love the taking that little moment and, and right after, and I do it very intentionally, like right after we're done with the group and, and I sit for like a minute and be like, this was really good. And I'm so glad that all these people opened up and hopefully they all heard a message and this is giving me so much. And I just let it sink in, right? Because that's something else that we, especially us professional hardworking women, we just go, 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 go. And it, it takes our brain like 10 to 15 seconds to record a good memory with the good emotion. Oh. So we have to do that very intentionally because what our brain does automatically, it's record the negative things because again, it's our survival brain. It's uh, don't go there. That was scary the last time, right? Going back to what you're saying of getting out of our comfort zone of, you know, pushing through even when, when we don't want to. Because our brain said, like, that seemed like a lot of effort the last time. Why don't we just watch Netflix today, right? And we have to remind ourselves, like, no, I know it's going to take effort, but I have this bigger why, right? And and if we refuel ourselves with the good feeling, I mean, that's where the magic is to to keep them, you know, and for anything, right? Like, it it, it doesn't need to be your big dream. It could be, you know, your day-to-day routine, yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny because I relate so much to what you're just sharing and and it's making me think, you know, the, the work that I do at the moment um, where we train leaders to become coaches. And, and one of my colleagues said to me the other day, they said, so how's it going? Are you enjoying it? And, and literally I just took a deep breath and I said, you know, I feel as if I'm doing the work I was born to do. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and how fortunate, right? Like, and it's, and I hope that you took that breath and of gratitude of like, wow, I get, cause not, unfortunately not everyone can say that. Right. And, and it takes a lot of courage and hard work to get there. And, and sometimes we have to do other things in order to get there literally in terms of skills but then also in our maturity and in our heart and in the, you know, the, you know, I don't like the word sacrifice, but the changes and the decisions that, that we have to make to mm. get there. But, Oh, I love that. That's, yeah. that's I mean, it's heart. taken that's me so almost beautiful. 50 years to get there. So, you know, but, but the point is not the amount of time. The point is that at least I've done it, you know, and at least I have a level of clarity about what I enjoy. And, and that's the thing. That's really the encouragement 
is just, you know, if you're doing something that you don't enjoy, go and find out what you are. Because transition is difficult and hard and all of those other things. But, you know, the real kind of joy and and um, uh, gratitude comes on the other side when you can one day wake up and hopefully say, I'm doing work that I was born to do. Because this may not last for me forever. Like, I'm, I'm not naive or <laughs> silly. But right now it feels really good. And just one other thing I wanted to add that that's kind of coming up, reflecting on what you shared is, um, so I've, I've, I've recorded a few podcasts and what I realized, and I did this last time, is that at the end of every podcast, I sit down for maybe 10, 15 minutes and I ask myself, what did I enjoy? What did I not enjoy? What did I do well? What can I improve? How can I make my guests feel more comfortable? And I share that because if I didn't take that few minutes, then actually the point that you're making about just pausing and breathing the stuff in and, and kind of doing the reflection and the learning, it doesn't happen because we run from meeting to meeting to meeting and even more so now because everything is via Zoom you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's those moments of literally pausing, I think that are incredibly powerful. Yes. Oh, yes. And and that's something that I've had to, to remind myself. And I still have to remind myself because I am a naturally energetic person and I, you know, I, and I like to be in the go and I, I get a, a you know, I, I like to work, but then it's sometimes be like, you have to pause mm. <laughs> about burnout. Make sure you don't get there. Right. And and then and pause to rest, to recover, but then also to have that the awareness of and the learnings that we can have um, throughout the day. It's mm. yeah, we, we all need that that reminder mm. totally. So how, how did you get into the work that you're doing on burnout? So so it's it's a topic that I've liked um, for a long time, and I think as as being a psychiatrist, it's you know like I talk a lot about boundaries and um, how to keep yourself in check when you are taking care of other people all the time, and how in a lot of our fields, it that's what we do, right? Like we take care of people and we put them first, and the the how people are struggling because you don't ever go back to taking care of yourself. And almost scarier than that is that you believe that that's the right way to go. Like, no, I cannot Mm. take care of myself because I have to take care of other people. And I've been there for a long time because, and almost in a prideful way, which is so wrong. And and I think that that's something that um, a lot of our professions, professions get wrong and, us who come from different cultures, who it's like the, you know, powerful, you have to be powerful, independent women and take care of your house and be the perfect wife, right? Like, it's like so much pressure. Yeah. And we believe it, right? Like, and then if there's something that doesn't go right, then we feel, oh, what's wrong with me? And, And all this, you know, good intention messages that maybe are not necessarily the best in the long run. But so, but to the burnout that I'm work that I'm doing more now came from because of COVID, because seeing um, seeing so many people struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And 
Um, and again, especially in, in our profession, in, in the medical world, that when people were stuck at home, you know, and, 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 I, and I feel fortunate that I was able to work the whole time, but it, it became so difficult. Like it, there was, and scary to work, right? Like when, again, when what you love to do, then all of a sudden becomes a bigger threat. Yeah. Or like I might, and, and I take care of my mom who's older and she has dementia and I was the, I'm going to get COVID and then I'm going to get my mom sick and then she's going to die. Right. Like I, I went to that extreme and that's how I knew I wasn't well, because I'm usually not bad, like go jumping to extremes like that. Um, so there, there was one person I knew, um, who's a nurse and he killed himself and sort of at the beginning of the pandemic and I've heard so many people stuck in that really dark depression. Mm-hmm. And when it hits that sense of hopelessness and hopelessness is directly linked to suicidality. So hearing that and, and our referrals to our clinic literally doubled in Gosh. those six, first six months. So then it was a, how can I give back? And how can I show up? But then again, what we could do in our clinic as, as with, with the doctors and, and the therapists wasn't enough. <clears throat> so doctors in general are not people who seek their own health. <laughs> so we were trying to think of a different way that we can foster that health seeking behavior that it's not going to see the shrink, right? And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. So, and, but then also, you know, my work is, I, I like, I like to think of it in terms of prevention, right? Like, it's not just like you, you're burned out to me, then that's too late. It, of Absolutely. course I can help you there, but then it's the work to keep, to break some of those wrong ideas that we have, right? It's not just the day-to-day help, but then also to break the, you know, like it's, you shouldn't get your sense of worth just by how hard you work, which is something I've had that I've had to unlearn and I'm still unlearning. Um, so so it, that's where it came and, and we've had like so much good feedback and then we're getting, we're doing a lot of talk within our institution in, uh, you know, things for prevention and kind of overall well-being. So it, it's, again, it, it gives me a lot of satisfaction to be able to, to have the tools and the knowledge to do that and that people are asking for it. Like before mm. it was like, oh, there's the psychiatrist. Like we don't really want to talk to her. <laughs> like, Oops, uh, yeah. We don't need her. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it's been, it's been, very rewarding and, and very important. And, and I hope that we can expand it and, and do more definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think I, I just like to take a minute to say, um, you know, thank you for showing up and for doing the work, especially in the pandemic, because, you know, that that fear that you're describing about, you know, looking after your mom and having to go to work and, and being on the front line is, you know, it takes courage in that situation and actually not even knowing what is unpacking in front of your eyes and still to be able to to have that ability to wake up and go to work and and in some ways it's really testimony to your training 
uh, in that you were able to support yourself, identify um, the help that you needed, and then be in a position to actually be able to support other people. And I just want to honour you for that and and just really recognise the significance of the work that you're doing. So No, no, yeah, thank you. And And I have to say, I did my own kind of, search and my own work and right and in my own you know like I had people helping me too right this is not just magical like you have the knowledge and then you're just fine right like we we all struggle and we all need um help so often so that's Mm. you know that's a message I always give it's it's okay to not be okay but we don't need to suffer alone there's all kinds of help out there yeah and and I think you know just really to echo that I I would say if 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 you know somebody that is not okay and you can see it, then you are also not the person to find the solution for them. The thing that you can do is help them to look at what options are available so that person can get the help. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, you need some support, then do go out there. Like when I was growing up, you know, it it, it was just not the done thing to go and see a psychiatrist or a psychologist or anything. There is still a little bit of that stigma here, but I think what's really good is that we are having conversations about mental health and about the impact of having um, mental health and and conversations that um, allow the the challenge and the stuff that goes on with the mind and the emotions to be discussed. Because if you don't do that and you hold it in, at some point it's going to come back and it's going to surface. And I can tell you that because of my own experiences with my car accident. And, and you know, I, I didn't even realize that part of the reason why I left my job, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago was because I'd burnt out. You know, now I look back and I can see it. And I would much rather if someone is in a position where they're, you know, in a high flying career and doing really well and have all of those things. The question then is, how do you keep them there rather than push them to the place where they burn out and then they just hand the notice in on everything? You know, and that's why I think the work that you're doing is so significant. I am going to ask you at the end to kind of like, you know, let us know uh, where people can contact you and how they can find out more about your work and and maybe even support your work as well, because I think it is very, very significant. Um, Just kind of coming back to um, a a couple of the questions that I really wanted to ask you is if, 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 for you, like if you, if 16 year old Joanne was looking at you now, um, what advice would she give to you? Hmm, That's a good question. Um, I think she would say play more Mm. and relax and have fun. You can do everything else as well. Mm, I love that. It sounds like she's speaking to me as well, right? (laughs) (laughs) And if you were speaking to your 21-year-old self, what would you tell her? Hmm. Um, Probably you don't have to take care of everybody. And don't worry, you'll figure it out. Just to have that thought in your back pocket. Don't worry, you'll figure it out. 
Yeah, that's like really, that. really good advice as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I, I would love to know, like, what is it that you're reading or watching or, or listening to at the moment? Hmm. So I am actually I'm reading your book that I've had and I said like, oh, my gosh, I haven't finished reading it. Um, and it's so good. I love it. It's, I'll, I'll have to show you pictures later because it's all like highlighted and, and, and with notes on the side. Um, yeah. So so I always have to have like a physical book I'm reading and then like an audio book. So I am actually listening. I, I read a, heard read actually read some of it and heard some of it before, but reading it listening to it again the law of attraction mm. i know it's like esther hicks and it's a little woo woo but i love, love that because it. it's yeah. all it's all connected right we can say it's the universe a higher power or we can say it's all our brain connections and what we're focusing on right so it's all linked together so i love that um and i am watching like I like to have like a sh- I'm not much of a TV person but I there's always a show that I'm watching um so I'm actually watching it's a Brazilian show it's called um in in Portuguese it's like Coisa Mas Linda and I think in English it's um the girls from Ipanema something like that and it's actually oh, it's wow. funny because it's it's from the 60s like the setting is on the 60s and it's about like powerful women being trying to get a little bit more independent and doing their thing and the power of sisterhood of Mm. how like those nice connections between women can create so many great things so it's actually a a nice parallel and then also Ted Lasso I think oh my gosh (laughs) guess it started again I know we could have a whole other conversation about Ted Lasso like I, I literally I just I someone recommended it to me a year ago and I just didn't have time and so because I'm under I'm kind of like doing a really intense period of work at the moment so I've got to make sure that I have pockets of the day where I just completely switch off and what I do is I go downstairs I have my lunch and I watch an episode of Ted Lasso except after watching the first one I binge watched the whole of the first series because it was yeah. that good. <laughs> that that's a good one that I say like you know it's it's all good if you binge that one because I I I watch it like that too like the first one I watch it like after it was done so I was able to kind of watch a lot of episodes and it's there are so many you're right we could do a, like analysis of so many like little pockets of goodness and insight and that that show um has yeah I totally recommend that show yeah. to everybody and it's uh, funny and beautiful yeah yeah and 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 you know what's really hilarious I'll, I'll say two things and then we'll move the conversation on otherwise it will turn into an episode just about Ted Lasso but in the the set the first episode of the second series I think it is there's a scene where Ted Lasso is playing darts and then he just kind of like unpacks it. And what he says as he is playing the darts is the story of my life in terms of like you show up and you're unassuming and people have no idea because they don't ask questions. Oh, yes. You know, honestly, like I replayed that scene yesterday just to think, gosh, it is really, really true how much that happens. And then the other thing that's so funny is, you know, Ted Lasso has his own Twitter and actually, AFC Richmond have a whole football kit that you can buy. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Honestly, it's absolutely hilarious. 
We'll see the little kids with those jerseys. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> That's funny. And then um, the last question that I would love to ask you is, what advice do you have for me? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would say come to Austin and visit me. No, I'm kidding. But you are welcome here anytime. <laughs> you have a place to stay anytime. You know, and, and I think because I, I can mirror so much it'll be a little bit of projection but it will be that the advice that my 16 year old told me of Mm. you know we can play play is good Mm. right like it's it's good for right not just to relax but it's something that we need to really recharge to do what we do because right like it's it's I think in this work that you're doing there's so much not just the time effort, but there are times that it can be very emotionally draining mm-hmm. and, and we feel it physically too. So, right, like the smiling, breathing, playing, having fun, relaxing, that's, that's all part of the recipe. And I don't think that we give ourselves enough permission to do that. So, right, like watching Ted Lasso, that was like a beautiful example of that. And, and I think that we both need a little bit more of, of that on a regular basis. So that, that would be the advice for both of us, actually. Yeah, no, and, and I and I completely agree with you because I think the thing is, um, um, I mean, I can speak about me, but you strike me as someone with a, with a similar kind of take on life. You know, we want to have fun, we want to enjoy life, but we also got work to do. And when you have work to do, you have a different kind of seriousness, but it's really important to switch off. And, and again, you know, now speaking just about me, I need to make sure that I do take proper care of myself so that I don't burn out. Because if I burn out, there is no one else to do some of the work that I want to get done. And it's just going to remain kind of sitting there somewhere in the ether. So that piece about self-care, actually, I I, I wrote... um, I attended a conference and it kind of resulted in me unpacking a few bits. And one of the things I shared was that rest is an act of resilience and resistance. And Right? Wow, yes. You know, and it's the resistance against the kind of thing of productivity and always keeping busy and, you know, success being measured on all of the craziness. And if you haven't got to the succeed chapter of the results that aren't science of getting it done book yet, you're going to absolutely love that. Cause I just kind of, I take this concept of success and just put it on the other side. And it's really about defining what that means for you, you know, and, and for us and, what is the point in doing all of the amazing work that, that you're doing that I'm trying to do if at the end of the day you don't enjoy it, you burn out and, uh, you know, really you're not around f- to see the the kind of the how the seeds are then growing and how the thing's flourishing. So, yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah. And, and sleep, it's funny that you say that because sleep is in my kind of it when I think of self-care and going back to the basics of uh, like eating well and moving and doing your mindfulness, sleep is always the one that I'm like, oh yeah, I need to. I need to work on that one. So yes, uh, oh, I love what you just said. Thank you. Yeah. And sleep is so important. And I mean, I think um, there is that kind of craziness, isn't there that, you know, oh, I can, I can get away with four or five hours sleep a night. And I'm just like, you know what you can, but I don't want you in my mm-hmm. team. True. Oh my gosh. Yes. No. 
And, and there's so much research of how lack of sleep affects you cognitively mm. in a ridiculous way. And it's not something that could be obvious if you just know how to go with the flow and do your thing. But we can think about it also in how much better we could be, right? It's not like, oh, I'm doing fine. Well, it, are you okay with fine? Don't you yeah. want to be great? Right? So that's good. Yeah. And, and just going back to Ted Lasso for a moment, there is also a scene about when, um, gosh, what was the, is it Roy something or other, the football player? And he's speaking to uh, um, the, I, I'm convinced I have dyslexia with names, so I cannot remember. He's speaking to the owner and he's just like, you know, because she's asking for advice about a boyfriend and he's like, well, he's fine. And he says, well, what does that mean? And he's like, basically, fine is just not good enough. You can have fine, but you're making a choice about giving up something absolutely amazing that knocks your socks off. You know? yeah. And I think then that's how... Yeah, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, please go ahead. Oh, no, that he says also like you want to, in talking about relationships also, like you want to feel like it, you're hit by lightning, right? Yeah. Like that, that if we can parallel that to anything, right? Like no, fine or like this fire yeah yeah sorry that's a really really wonderful place for us to wrap up because I think when I met you I felt as if I was struck by lightning oh that's so sweet you're gonna make me cry thank you yeah no it there there was definitely something magical this is not us trying to make each other feel better because there, there was something powerful and you stayed in my mind so much at times when I had a hard time connecting with that why and the bigger dream. And I would, a lot of times it would be you that would pop in my mind. Like oh my gosh. she, she's gone through a lot and she's up there inspiring all of us. Like I am going to inspire a lot of people. So I, I would think yeah. of you as a, my inspiration and as a role model. So oh. yeah, take that. It, I mean that from my heart and I cannot wait to see you again and give you a good, Puerto Rican hug. Proper hug, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready and I'm there. So in, in, in looking at how you can inspire people as well, um, where can people contact you? Where can people find out about the amazing work you're doing? Yeah, so I have a website. It's my name like that, Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, Sotelo, so S-O-T-E-L-O-M-D.com. And it's kind of still in the works. But I am adding some blogs. So I'm gonna getting consistent with a newsletter and blog. So there's gonna be a lot of just content available there. And then I'm also on Facebook, just my name, Joanne Sotelo. Um, and then my, my Instagram is like that, Joanne Sotelo MD. So you can definitely find me there. And, and again, like trying to be consistent there with my little post and my little video. So awesome. that, that's part of my mission of, again, like just, those little bits of inspiration here and there so thank you that's wonderful and I highly recommend that everyone kind of like hunts you down wherever you are and joins up and I'll include all of the links for those in the show notes as well Joanne honestly you're such a gift in my life thank you so much I've personally benefited so much from this conversation I can't wait to receive that hug that you're going to give me and to give one back to you and uh, it's just such a gift knowing you so thank you so so much yes thank you and thanks for the invitation cannot wait for more and all that that you're doing so yes thank you I'm happy to be in your life and to have you be in mine yeah likewise thank you 
you enjoyed this episode of With Sayada, I'd appreciate it if you could rate, review and subscribe. It helps other people find out about the podcast and the work of the Centre for Belonging and Understanding.